Okay, boys, I'm going to make this easy. On the count of one, unzip your pants. And one, unzip your pants. On the count of two, take out your penises. <laughs> Two's my favorite. <laughs> and two. On the count of three, start leaking. Three, let's go. Leak, 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 leak. Hey, Beavis. <laughs> We're like in school holding our wieners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Two days? Only two days? What the hell? Only two days for what? People put a hit on me. Oh, they put a hit they on you? They task me. Oh. They task me. Everyone, welcome to episode 28, Diamonds Are Forever. The movie yes. where they broke the bank to get Sean Connery back. And decided to make a comedic Bond movie for some reason. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, I, I did like yeah. the um, the gay assassin idea. Yeah, I thought that I thought oh, that was bye. pretty cool. Yes, <laughs> oh boy, that would be cool. George Takei is an assassin in a movie. I would so watch that. Oh, so would I. Oh yeah, it's time for you to die. Oh my! <laughs> oh, oh, that would be great. That would be great. I but, expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Bond. Oh, my. <laughs> However, we are not alone this week. Oh, my. We have a guest. Our returning guest. We do. We do? We do. Everyone, it is, it is Tim Sexton back on the podcast. I forgot I've uh, been on this podcast so long I'm still a guest. No, so you're times. actually you're actually like you're eventually you might actually be like the fill in host when one of us is not actually here. You're Joan Rivers. Congratulations. You're gonna be Joan Rivers or you're gonna be uh Don Rickles from yeah. the tonight show. Uh, you probably prefer being Don Rickles. Of course you probably have, so, he doesn't know who either of those people are, so <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so freaking old. Actually, yeah, well, <laughs> well, we should ask Timmy, is that true? I've heard the name. I've heard the name. <laughs> We see Tim back, back in the day. It was just show called. It was well, it's still around. It's called the Tonight Show, and it was hosted by Johnny Carson for like thirty years. That's the name I'm more familiar with. Okay, well, he, I know he, what he looks like. He he would have like guest hosts when he was like on vacation, and it usually be right. the same, maybe two or three people. Yeah, Don Rickles, but he had Joan Rivers, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling also did did guest hosting. So. Wow, actually, the only one out of those three that's still alive is Don Rickles, and he was the oldest. Gary Shanley's not dead, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He, he, he died. Die. He died last year. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. Well, I think we just had a tournament this past weekend. Yeah, uh, the points just posted today, actually. For the uh, true New York State Championship, <laughs> better known yes, as the Naughty. Upstate New York Championship. We had there was a little controversy about that too. Boy, a lot of post flying at we should you know we shouldn't allow uh, 
anybody to be in this tournament, only upstate players. And I totally go against that. I wanted to do this for three reasons. One, to showcase the upstate players. Two, for the upstate locations to get more hopeful good tournaments going in. And three, just for fun. This is all just for fun. I love, you know... How, you know, the trophy was nice. Seeing Steve win it, it was a great thing because Steve Bowden, fun with bonus, won it all. So how how good did Upstate really represent? Uh, the best player from Upstate was third place, Dave Romanowski. Best Canadian player was uh, Jeff Teolis. Who was, who was the next best Upstate player? Uh, hold on, let me go check. Uh, uh, who's this guy? Yeah. Ron yeah. Hallett. Ron Hallett, Hallett yes. Hallett. Well, it's not, I, it, it says senior here. No, it doesn't say senior. <laughs> I looked at it. I got, my, I got my whopping two points that probably won't even count. They don't count. Because it's just so low. They don't count. So, yes, I was in the tournament. So was Bruce. So was Tim. Yes, and, uh, and so was Eric Russell, who has also been on the show. So four people who have been our guests – Oh, we're in actually. Uh, no, sorry, we Hi. did not have Scott. Scott. Well, Scott was not in it. Uh, you have another guest who was on the who actually won the tournament. Oh well, Steve, of course, of yes, course, Steve, yeah. yes. If you were on the Slam Till podcast, that equals winning. It does. It does. It does. It does. Well, Tim and Eric didn't do so well. Tim, no, tell not... us about your tournament. Uh, it was an interesting day. Uh, started with. Me debating if I had to take uh, the person I was driving to the hospital or not based on a cut he got at a rest stop. Luckily, we didn't have to go, but um, kind of a weird start to the day. And then, (laughs) yeah, Uh, a bunch of just uh, losses on bonus collect every single time Mm -hmm. for the first round. And then the second round just uh, couldn't uh, take down the heavy hitter, Howard. At all. So I went 0 and 6 and was eliminated faster than anyone from the upstate New York championship wow. tournament. Oh, it's, wow. I didn't realize you were 0 and 6. I just knew you lost two straight rounds. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's why I wasn't too happy with your post game interview at the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it made <laughs> a great video. video. <laughs> made a great video. Oh, that was funny. I will admit, you're like, no, don't want to be interviewed. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I really had nothing positive to say about the way I played that day. Yeah, wow. it was uh, it was not good for me either. I won the first round barely against Stephanie. We won. I won three one. Then Alberto was next, and because uh, Ron couldn't take out Alberto, I would have liked to have played Ron, but no, Ron couldn't do it. I, uh, I lost to Alberto three one, and then I had to play Jeff Teolis, and I lost three zero three. So, yeah, I didn't have a good day either. Fail. From that tournament, I learned that Josh Sharp is right. Ball savers have no place in a pinball tournament. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a location thing. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I the ball savers were all whatever the seconds. maximum Max setting stuff. could be is what they yeah. were. So, However, the extra balls were off. Yes, they so, were. Yep, that's true. Let's see. My tournament, uh, well, the first round, Alberto, loss, uh, not surprised. Uh, well, th- three games to one. I did win on Cyclone and lost on everything else. I beat Alberto in High Roller Casino. Oh, God. Uh, I only had to play that once, thank goodness. Then in the next round, I played uh, Stephanie. 
And I believe I won one in Star Trek, High Roller Casino, and Metallica. So I went 3-0 there. Then the next round, I played Zach from the uh, podcast. And I won... Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. <laughs> I believe I won 3-0 there. And I can't remember what games we played. Then I, I'm trying to remember who my opponent was in the next round. I cannot remember. Fail. Fail, sorry. I think I went 3-0 or 3-1 there. And then I got to face Alberto again, where I proceeded to lose the first two games. Again, it's 3 out of Came 5. back. Uh, yeah, I played, so I picked Star Trek, uh, Star, sorry, Spider-Man. Wow, I keep screwing that up. And I took a lead, and he had the last ball. He came all the way back and fell short by 300K. Yes, he did. So he picked barbed wire. I got probably the highest score I've ever gotten on built on barbed wire. I got over a billion yep. and didn't have to play my third ball, which was cool. And then what does he pick? He picked Iron Man. And what did he get? He proceeded to get... Do or Die, and Jericho, and the Grand Champion score. Bastard. 90, 90, 94 million. <laughs> Pain the ass. So, yeah, suffice it to say, I did not win that. So I was then eliminated and got to be a spectator. So uh, we have to now put out a hit on Alberto since he took out the two hosts of this podcast. He took me out once, took you out twice. There's now a hit. Like somebody else had a hit on him. But that's later on. That's later on? You don't want to do that now? We're in the middle no, of the tournament? No, later on. No, no, no. Let, let the suspense keep on going. Yeah, suspense. Aren't you feeling suspense, Timmy? Yeah, but I do kind of know where that's going. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I will say Dave Romanowski thought he was going to get taken out in the first round, beat Eric Russell, and beat a lot of good players. Dave Romanowski made it all the way to the finals of the winner's bracket and faced Steve. That's very impressive for his first major full tournament, you know, big time tournament where we had a lot of good players there. When you think about it, we had a sixth ranked player, a 30th ranked player, a 45th, 45th ranked player, a 23rd ranked player, and a 64th ranked player in a, in a, in a tournament of 16. In Vestal, New York. Yes, and he was the lowest ranked player at 1708. Very, very impressive, Mr. Romanowski. But the winner of the tournament... Mr. Bowden. Who you called and picked who out. I called, in the who was correcting me, saying it wasn't really a full tournament. There were some Williams games there. Yeah. So I guess he's, he's right there. So didn't, didn't Timmy say well, – I think Timmy said one thing during the tournament to me. Didn't you, Tim? Was I getting tired of Sturds? <laughs> no, you said you wished you picked my house instead of that, right? Well, yeah, I didn't know you'd be down to, like, two games now at this point. Oh, I got 12. <laughs> I'm up to t- I still have 12. You but have 30. Not- <laughs> well, I had, well, nine are, in, nine are in storage. You know, five were my dad's. Four yeah. were, were are, are company games and are in storage. And then, so, yes, you know, I've sold nine, you know. They're gone. They're mostly leaving me. I can't take- I'm actually painting Xanadu to floor tonight. Painting the floor, trying to get the basement all done so I don't have to do anything else there so I can start storing stuff down the basement because it is empty, guys. Empty. Empty. So Steve uh, beat Jeff Teolis in the final. He did. Uh, I believe it was 3-0. Yes, he did. I believe it was in uh, Cyclone. What was it? Cyclone. 
Help me out here. What were the games? I don't know. I had to leave early to get Jeff's game wrapped up before he got to my house. Help me, Tim. Help me. What were the games? I think Metallica, Metallica might have been one. Well, thank you, Tim. Yes, Metallica was the last game. It was Cyclone. Okay, I don't, I don't remember what I don't remember what the second game was, but it, yeah, it ended up on Metallica where you had the, and I didn't even know this was an option. Steve was like, I don't know, three million, four million behind going into his last ball. He gets crank it up and picks five million. The five million. I didn't even know that was an option. Yes, it's I on had, the left hand side or right hand side. Uh, it was actually at the top. But I, yeah. I had no clue that was even an option. I assume Tim knew that. Yeah, it's usually not worth picking because no. five million is like two or three shots and cranking yeah. it. But you don't have to make a shot, so you guarantee yeah. to win. Yep. So as he said, he cranked it down for the win. <laughs> and that was that was the end. A little anticlimactic, just basically just picking five million and walking away. I win. I win. Done. Later, Space Invader. Where's my trophy? Let's use my tokens. I'm out of here. He did. Everyone liked the trophy. I think everyone had a good time. I think, even though we all played, uh, me and Tim played like ass. I had a good time. I had a good time. I really did. Yeah, it turns out when I move away from that city, they decide to get two huge pinball arcades with they like do. twenty games each. What's the other one? Robot uh, City. Robot City. Robot City had six games when I was living there. About two worked. Um, but now it seems like they've upgraded. They have a huge pinball room with. They had the new Batman there. A couple of people left and went over to play that one too. Yep. They had a lot of other games that they didn't have before when I lived there. Interesting. And Stephanie's father, Frank, was there also, fan yep. of the show. But who isn't? Oh, everyone. Oh, no, no, everyone <laughs> isn't a fan of the show. Wow. So our our numbers should be zero. Zero, zero listens. No, we're actually negative. (laughs) How can you have negative listens? Without our downloads, we're a negative. People tell (laughs) other people not to listen to us. We get negative votes. You got it. I felt like I was James Bond getting, you know, uh, some person who uh, I thought we buried a hatchet, but I guess we didn't. put a hit on me saying if any of the OCPC Orange County pinball players took me out, they would get two free days of pinball at his shop. Unfortunately, nobody did that or no Orange County player did. Second, he could have actually had the chance to possibly taken me out, but he didn't choose to. So fail on that one. Plus, you know, he, he sends all these people, but they keep missing the damn target. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he uh, he could have actually had his location as one of the ones in the running for our upstate New York championship, but chose not to. And I think that was a bad mistake because I wouldn't have cared where we played as long as it was popular vote, which it was. He missed out on probably $300 at least of revenue. Guess what? If I had a shop and... I get 16 good players coming in. Don't have to run the thing. Just keep my place open, my doors open, which are going to be open anyway, and make $300. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that one. But yeah, Keeler! So you go, there you go. <laughs> he, he tried. He tried. But he, I guess he still is not, he's still mad at me. So, hey, oh well. 
Bruce, you just, Bruce just has a way with people. I do. I get underneath their skin. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Like the, like the thing in Star Trek, going up the, you know, through the year and going into the brainstem. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, you're one of those things. Yes. Yes. And I noticed how Timmy's very quiet there because he's got to go to the place eventually uh, once a week. <laughs> well, no, you're, you're under Tim's skin too, I'm sure. Oh, I know. Tim likes me, I hope. Ah, ah, my microphone broke. I don't know what happened. Oh, shit, what uh, yes, happened his microphone broke. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I thought that was quite humorous. Well, I thought it was humorous what happened the day after. Our, our very own Tim, he posted on his, his, his Twitch feed, Tim Balls, that he was going to be streaming uh, Batman 66 for Rock Fantasy. I did stream it. He proceeded to stream himself playing Avengers with Batman 66 clearly visible right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was freaking classic. How well did that go over, Tim? I mean, I was having a great time. I don't know about the viewers. <laughs> who, was the, who had the biggest gripe about it? Someone who wasn't even on Twitch, so I didn't see their comment until, until people started telling me because they had read Facebook, so... I don't know. I I was having a great time. I was playing a game that had recently updated their code and yeah. was about as complete as it could be. And unfortunately, um, Batman's just not at like a. It's not even at version one. I don't think the code yet. Nope, it's not. And when I had played it before, there were just too many um, weirdness things going on, like base code, ball search code not being totally done yet. That made it tricky to play and I don't have my Twitch stream has no agreements with any manufacturers that I have to show whatever Excellent. I'm, <laughs> I can do whatever I wanted and I wanted to play Avengers that day for some reason I wanted to try to get to wizard mode now you were telling me like the I mean the code is is like you said I mean it doesn't even have ball search correct ball search code in it yeah it's um there's so the big mechanism in the middle is responsible for ball locking and stuff, but it gets a little confused in multiplayer. It doesn't always check for switches, so the ball can like get stuck in there, and the game isn't quite sure where it is yet. It's just a lot of like stuff that needs to be tested and coded in, and a whole bunch of stuff needs to be added to the game first before I think it could get to a point where it's reviewable by me, and I can really explain what that game is right now. Right now, it's just kind of a pinball machine with a little bit of something, but I'm not sure where it's going. A little bit of something just fine. Now, to remind our users, or listeners, sorry. Users? Yeah, Are they I'm, using us now? I'm too into my job, IT. Sorry, they're all users to me. No, our listeners, to our listeners, to remind them that Tim is a programmer. So he is speaking from an area of expertise. So, Tim, as is, is undone as this game appears to be, what kind of shape do you think it was in in October? Oh, I have a uh, take on this. I think I told you this. I think um, if you remember, if anyone saw the Expo video when they did the tour and showed off the Batman games, George Gomez was presenting the game and sort of threw Lyman under the bus a little bit and said, hey, you know, he's not going to let me play this game. He's not going to let me start flipping yet. He says it's not ready. And I think that was probably a good move at that time since there could have been you know some catastrophic issue like 
it goes into ball search and then the first ball comes out and drains and it ends the whole ball for everything. And, or even worse, like who knows what state the code was in in October and mm-hmm. could have turned everyone off from owning that game. So, you know, it had a track mode in it. That was pretty solidly done. So that's what it was shown off at Expo. Yep. Now they started shipping them and they made promises with the Super Elites to get them all out by Christmas. They didn't quite make Christmas, but they did make a few weeks later to get the Super Elites out. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to get Lyman code updates every two weeks. So I'm just sort of waiting till I get to a point since I get to play it at Rock Fantasy, the Batman Premium, to where I can say, okay, now I understand what this game is. So I'm trying to withhold my judgment from, you know, the total package. It definitely has shots. It has cool stuff that could happen. It has cool potential with the screen on it, too, and the episodes. But I don't know what they do yet. I don't know what the game's supposed to be yet. I kind of I agree, I agree with that. It's clearly a people machine. That. That's it. <laughs> Is it worth the money? That depends. I don't know. I just, if you don't would have you to buy a premium you, now, you would. I would wait. Would you pay eight thousand dollars for that game, even oh, if it I, says free code? This is a question that's bad for me because I wouldn't pay, you know, new inbox prices for pretty much any Stern game because that much money is too much for me, being someone who still has student loan debt and needs to buy a car soon because I don't think I'm going to pass inspection in July. <laughs> so, oh yeah, eight thousand dollars is better used for other things in my life right now. I agree. Well, that's why I'm selling. So, Tim, have you got any chance to play um, Aerosmith yet? No, I, I haven't. I only know my friend uh, Austin Smith got to play it at CES. That's the only person I know who's played it yet that I've talked to. And speaking of Austin, he had you and him had some ridiculous scores at Pinball Done Quick on Star oh, Trek. That's a different Austin. Oh, that's a different Austin. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> that's Austin Mackert. Yeah. Oh, how yes. are they different Austins? Oh. Fail. Hey, at least I had the same first name. But yeah, good transition. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been yeah. a good transition, but uh, okay, go. Yeah, Austin uh, Mackert put up $1.9 billion on a Star Trek premium on factory settings, which blew out my score, which I thought was good in that game, which was $1.0 billion. <laughs> But I, I entered the Billionaires Club on Star Trek on camera, Right at the perfect moment when the main AGDQ stream sent people over to watch us. So I had about 2,000 people watch me put up a billion on Star Trek. Now, there's a lot of unanswered questions there. Would you like to guide me, host, into explaining what was going on? Tell us what went on, Mr. Tim, while you were playing Star Trek Premium. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll explain the event around Star Trek Premium. How about that? Yes, please do. Please explain the event around Star Trek Premium. <laughs> so we were doing a week-long 24-7 live streaming event called Pinball Done Quick on Pinball Joe's Twitch channel to help raise money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And this was the official partner stream of Awesome Games Done Quick, often abbreviated as AGDQ, which is this annual event held every January or February-ish at the Hilton Washington Dulles Airport, and they try to raise money, as much money as they can, to benefit the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And this year, I'm not sure which year it was. I think 2011 or 2012 was the first year, and it started very small. 
This year, they crossed over the $2 million mark for the week-long event of how much money they raised. Very cool. For charity. And we were a part of that, too. Um, you know, our stream only raised $14,000, but uh, we were trying to keep on pace about, like, 1% of what the main event raises. But what the main event is, AGDQ, before I explain pinball done quick, it's a speedrunning event, and speedrunning is a way people play video games, a category of video game competition where people try to set the fastest possible time to get from the start of a game to some end condition, whether it's a game over message or rescuing the princess in Mario or something. And, you know, for most people who play video games, just getting to the end is enough, but this is a dedicated group of players who study the games inside and out, figure out ways to go faster, and then train themselves on how to play these games as fast as possible. And throughout the week, 24-7, there's a Games Done Quick stream, and they have people play video games as fast as they possibly can. And they have various incentives throughout the week for donations. Um, For instance, in Super Metroid, there is a strategy that involves uh, killing in-game animals because it saves you a certain number of frames at the end which makes it slightly faster so people who played this game decided that like frames 60 frames per second if you can save 20 frames or something that's a third of a second faster and that's worth it to save for this run so they have donation incentives of should you kill the animals or should you save them and lose the frames stuff like that throughout the week pinball done quick which is what we were doing is sort of a Interesting way to play pinball, which a lot of people don't do, usually because you're usually paying to play pinball in an arcade and you kind of don't want to go fast. You'd like to go nice and slow and see what the game has to offer. But we were doing things like getting to wizard modes as fast as possible. So Star Trek, it'd be like, who could get to warp 9.9 one-handed as fast as possible? Who could get to Kobayashi Maru multiball as fast as possible? Things like that. We also did a really fun one for me was Game of Thrones, where we tried to see who could get to Hand of the King as fast as possible. And between myself, Kevin Burrell, Joe Saeed, Austin Mackert, uh, Mixer Tuna, Buffalo Pinball, and all the people down there, fun with bonus as well, we came up with some pretty interesting strategies and some pretty cool footage throughout the week that we've slowly been highlighting and chucking up on our YouTube channels and stuff. Yeah, that's a general overview of what that was. So, what happened with Star Trek? Oh, Star Trek. Well, what would happen every night is um, Austin and I were doing the overnight shift, and we'd be playing a game that we'd been playing all day, like Big Lebowski, or Game of Thrones, or High Speed 2, Getaway, and we'd go, Ah, we're kind of getting sick of playing this game over and over again. You know, we've set some pretty good times. It's hard to break these times. Let's get the perfect pinball machine Star Trek back under the camera. And then Austin and I would spend all night trying to see who could get the highest score. And we would go, you know, I would have a game of 500 million and he would have a game 800 million. And we'd go back and forth like this. And I put up a billion. And then he set out for the rest of the week to break my billion. And he finally did it pretty incredible fashion um doubling his medals getting to enterprise amok and getting 300 million in a single shot there and yeah it was a lot of fun and he got to five-year mission 
He did get to five-year mission, so we did see five-year mission on camera. And then as he was approaching two billion, same someone came over and distracted him, and he drained. Oh, yeah. That was just uh, one of the guys who was uh, a guy helping out at the run. So also, all the pinball machines that were brought there are for free play for a lot of the event attendees. A lot of these people are spending, you know, a week in this hotel just kind of either watching speedruns, practicing speedruns, and that's about it. So for some recreation, there was a little pinball area set up where all the games we were playing on camera, people at the event could play them. And there was also another arcade with games from MAGFest where people could also go and play some DDR and some other rhythm games and some arcade games there too. So we help out the event by having a little bit more recreation than just you know, watching TV in your hotel room for the whole event. Because it's sort of like having this, uh, you're constantly on set thing. Like there's one main room where they're filming 24-7. You can get on camera. A lot of interesting moments are captured on camera. A lot of people falling asleep in their chairs and stuff as they set up between games. And yeah, so when people were dozing off, they could go play pinball and wake themselves back up. I would, I would like that anytime I can. Yeah. Dozing off or playing pinball? Both. Oh, okay. And this is right after MAGFest, isn't it? Like in the same place? Uh, it's, um, it's near MAGFest, but it's at a different hotel. Yes. Uh, but MAGFest is a sponsor of the event, too. So they brought a lot of games over. And they get the ad space during the mainstream. All right. All right. Someone needs to correct me. Okay. Where, where is MAGFest? Where does that take place? It's in an island of hot- like a hotel island called National Harbor, Maryland, that just has hotels, restaurants, and a casino now, and a giant convention center in the Gaylord National Harbor Hotel. Gaylord, okay, <laughs> Gaylord, okay. So, <laughs> so that's where, Ma- okay, that's where Magfest takes place. So, Gaylord. <laughs> so the other one is somewhere else. The hotel, it's just a uh, this the. The vibe between the two events is very different. Magfest is, you know, tens of thousands of people at this event booking this whole island of hotel rooms and stuff, selling it out in an hour. Uh, Awesome Games Done Quick is just mostly an event for the stream. So it's at a small hotel near the airport um, in the Virginia side of the D.C. metro area. And... The vibe's very different between the party atmosphere of MAGFest and the um, intense focus gamers there at Awesome Games Done Quick. Oh, intense. Intense gamers. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm in concentration. Well, it was very impressive to see, like, a lot of these people I would, you know, normally I kind of have, like, this sort of canned speech when I see someone sort of looking at a pinball machine and kind of afraid to play it, like, you know tentatively putting quarters in and i'm like oh yeah you know like try to get to this thing like just giving them some basic guidance to get through the game now the people here at this event pick it up right away like they're super perceptive you know someone's speed running donkey kong country for the past five years of their life they're gonna get to notice very very small things in video games that can make it faster or better so people are immediately like post passing on Tron. They're getting like I'm like see all these like uh, inserts in the center. They're like matching it up like the Zeus insert in the center of Tron. They're like looking at the Zeus targets and like oh okay that goes to that. This goes to this. This is a multi ball. This is how I start it. They're just picking it up without much instruction at all. So it's pretty interesting to see 
a lot of people and a lot of like young people too, which is a very different crowd that you normally see at a pinball tournament or something, just playing pinball constantly. And those games are getting played constantly. Maybe at 4 a.m. when people are in bed and it's just me and Austin up, there's not anyone there. But for the rest of the event, in normal hours, it's constant pinball being played. So it'd be safe to say that the geek level is extremely high. Yeah. These people are very competitive, but they're competitive online with like, you know, they submit videos of their runs. They have leaderboards of who has the best speed run. And this is kind of a big event to bring them together, but it's people from all over the world who have just been like running repeatedly on Twitch, getting better and better times. So do they talk shit about each other online and all, and then they get to actually meet for the first time and see what happens? There's a little bit of that. Um, There's definitely a weirder culture to it because of the online nature of the whole event too. Like every year you're going to see, you know, people are really tuned into this. So I was actually on the couch for one of the runs. Uh, Kevin Burrell is also a very good Tetris player. So he got a speed run of this Tetris game. Uh, It's a Tetris puzzle game. And I was just on the couch during it. And Kevin goes to me like, if you want to see the most horrifying thing in your life, read like get your phone out and read the um, main Awesome Games Done quick chat during this run. I decided not to do that, which was a good idea because people told me, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting comments going on during this run. <laughs> now, now, Kevin Pearl, he he was at It Never Drains in Southern California, but he was also there. So was he just there for a couple of days then? Or he, he was yep. somewhere, and then he then all of a, like literally he was there, and then all of a sudden he's on the other end side of the country, like a couple days later, in another tournament. Yeah, he came to Magfest. He played in the Magfest tournament as he has the past two years. Then Magfest is always the weekend before Awesome Games Done Quick, and he's been in that event for the past two years. So he comes for both of them. But this year, Indisc was right after. So after his run was on Monday night, I think he left to go to Seattle. Tuesday, and Tuesday he flew to Seattle, then Thursday he flew down to uh, Southern California. Alright, so I wasn't seeing things there, because I saw he was there, and then I saw he was also at the tournament, so that was... And that pushed him into the circuit finals, too. That last Indus tournament. Ah. So he didn't need to go. Never drains in Southern California. He was right on the bubble, and he pushed himself over the edge with Indus... Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So that was that was pinball done quick. We also have looks like the long awaited, long rumored game everyone thought it was gonna be second game by uh Planetary Pinball was kind of announced. I think it's a snag. It it was it was mentioned on their forum. It was mm-hmm. somehow confirmed. But I guess it what's the, the, the issue is they don't actually have anyone to build it. You got it. Because I guess Stern is not going to be building this one, so... Nope. Which is kind of weird, but I understand. You know, but it doesn't keep Stern's factories busy as the original thing was. I, I guess they feel like they're busy enough. Yeah, they're busy enough. They have games, the Wazoo, so I think that, that has something to do with it. I mean, you have Batman, you have Aerosmith, you have... They're still making Metallica, still making Ghostbusters. Star Wars is going to be coming out. They're going to be plenty busy without having to make these games. So I don't know. I don't think there was any price announced either, but that was out there. I would ask, I'd ask Tim if he'd buy one, but I know the answer there. 
<laughs> I don't have any money. Exactly. <laughs> I'll start a. I'll start a. Um, a uh, Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something Go just to give me, me enough money to decide where I would put it towards. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I can help you in your segments here. Not even enough to buy, just enough to decide what I want to buy. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money, the total amount of money I spent in 2016 to travel to every single tournament I went to and enter every single thing, not counting any prize money, counting all hotels, is less than what a new in-box Batman premium would cost. So obviously the answer for me is I would go to every tournament like I did again and spend that much money and not spend the cost of getting one game that I could just go and drive and play. Plus you win games all the time. So what's, you know, yeah, I get, I get good luck with that. Yeah. You just either win them. Both of you fucking bastards do. Well, (laughs) either he wins contests or he actually wins tournaments where he wins games. So fuck you both. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Speaking of fuck you. That's what the, uh, a lot of the um, people who got screwed out of money are probably saying about Kevin Kulik of Predator fame. Yeah. This, this came out, what was it, a couple days ago? Yes. Or no, it was, it was like, I think, I think it was Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday. For, for those who don't know the, the deal, there was, there was a guy, Kevin Kulik. Skip B. Yes, yes Skip, Skip B, which stands for, oh, what was it? Skittles like and beautiful. some crazy guys in their basement or something like that. It, it's just some guys in their basement. That's what it actually stands for. They were the ones who built Predator. What's Predator? For for those, well, we might have to explain it to Timmy, but uh, most people probably know what Predator is. You know the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the classic 1987. My Get father, the my father's favorite movie, I believe. <laughs> Wow, they got permission from Arnold Schwarzenegger to put him in that game, too? Well, here's the problem. Here's <laughs> the problem. They make the game. They make the game. They take all these money from pre-orders. While, while they're doing that, they actually announced a second game, which they actually did get permission for, the Experts of Dangerous, which is the two guys from uh, Mythbusters, who I don't know their name. Yeah, I can't wait for that game to come out. Jamie Heineman and Adam Savage. There, there you go. They were actually at... One of the expos when they announced it. So, but but then there were delays and people were like, you know, it's kind of like the J-pop thing. You know, are these games going to get made? And then people started to inquire, like, do you really have the licensing rights for this? And and he kind of skirt around it to the point where some people actually just went to Fox and said, like, oh, does this guy have the rights to make this game? And Fox found out about it, like, uh, no. And they got a hold of Kevin Kulik and said, uh, you can't make this game. So <laughs> Kevin basically just took the money and ran. Literally. Literally. No one got their money back. Even though he stated it in an email a year and a half ago. Yeah. Almost two years ago. So what happened is a bunch of the people who got screwed got together with a lawyer and went after him. And I believe he filed for bankruptcy. And there were several, uh, like two different court appearances he was supposed to make and didn't show up at either of them. Mm-mm. So they put a warrant out for him. <laughs> and the marshals picked him yeah, up. Yeah, the marshals picked him up on Friday and brought him into court where he had to uh, own up. Appear. Or, yeah, appear. And at this, they had the judge and the lawyer representing the people who got screwed. And it was recorded. And it's out on the internet for all to listen to. So if anyone's yeah, I thought in, it was quite funny. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, if 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 you want some entertainment, it's it's like forty minutes long. 
And for someone like me who likes Law and Order and that kind of stuff, those shows, it, it, was, it was, yeah, dun, 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 dun. it was cool listening to this. Just, I, I, I can't even really describe it. It was, you just, you got to listen to it. Um, if you go to Pinside and you just look up the Predator forum, uh, the Predator string, if you just go to the first page, they actually have it booked. They have like chapters now because there's so many posts. There's one for that. So you can so what find... do you think's gonna happen next what do you think's gonna happen this Friday? Well, is he going to jail? Well was Or is he gonna have all of his ducks in order? Well actually something should happen already, because it was Friday and then he said he would be back the twenty seventh. Oh yeah, you're right, the twenty seventh. Of course I'm right. God, what the hell's wrong with you? Oh, bite me. So <laughs> he was supposed to Yeah, he's supposed to appear and we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the crux of it is supposedly he was asked for all this information, all this paperwork, and provided nothing. And supposedly, in the in the midst of all this, when he declared bankruptcy, he supposedly bought like this large trailer, well, you know, trailer for his mom. And he's running a route, collecting money. Which he says he's not. Which of he course, says he's but... not, and he says he, he his mother got a trailer, but he didn't buy it, and whatever, whatever you want kids to believe. Got laptops and all those other. Crap, oh yeah, whatever. yeah. His kids, his kids got like five new laptops. Yeah. There's, there's one. There's a moral of the story. Uh, what is that? Don't pre-order. Don't pre-order. No, honestly, don't. So I've I've already gone against that then. Yes, you have. But two hundred fifty dollars is better than than two thousand one hundred dollars. Yes, yes, it is. And you pre-ordered before. And guess what? I'm not doing ever again. Pre-ordering. You pre-ordered twice. Three times. Three times. Oh, okay. Hobbit. Wizard of Oz, and what was the third one? Well, it's down. It was downstairs until a couple weeks ago. Oh, so it's one you actually received. Yeah, Medieval Madness. Oh, Medieval Madness. Okay, there you go. Let's see what else do I have? How about you, Tim? You have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we have other stuff, but I figured I'd ask. Ball savers. Ball savers. <laughs> okay, t- tell me about ball savers. What what don't you like about ball savers? I just couldn't. Well. I don't know. It's like when you get a star in Mario <laughs> and you're invincible for like 15 seconds and you have to crash everyone off the course and you kind of feel like you waste it if you don't do it. It's like the same in pinball. Like I felt like I was playing a star and I had just this ball saver going constantly. So I remember feeling like I was playing Spider-Man. I plunge the ball. I get my skill shot, get the double bonus on ball three. The ball comes down I hit the Venom ramp, I hit the right loop to start the mode, the ball comes out again, I hit the Venom ramp again, I hit the uh, Doc Ock multi-ball start, and I was still in ball saver time. And I just remember feeling like, ah, I wasted it, I could have taken another pot shot at Sandman, because I was still invincible this whole time. So it's just like, I got uh, lost in La La Land, of like feeling like, you know, I have to use this ball saver. It's so precious. Look how long I get it for that I would, you know, get kind of carried away, get into the actual game, and then be playing too loose and drained by just not having my head in it yet. So, yeah, I mean, all of the sterns, pretty much, the ball's going to return to a flipper at some point. It's like, why do you actually need this ball saver? You know, when you start thinking about it, like, when I have a ball saver for five seconds by default, it feels like it's a one-shot ball saver. Like, if the ball doesn't return from the pop-bumpers on Avatar and go straight down the middle, I have to survive another pop-bumper feed. But, like, 
at least I got one chance at it. But when it's 15 seconds, man, that's forever in pinball time. So, yeah, just I mean, if they were all off or they're like all just factory default, I could get used to it. But when they're all 15 seconds, it's quite something to adjust to. Just wasn't ready. Well, according to Josh Sharp, they should always be off. Yeah. So, uh, I know. Yeah, I noticed it on like when I play Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, I, th- I think I'm gonna hit the Well Walker a lot because it's it's still on. Why would why wouldn't I try it? And but then that's a situation. Where it's like okay, you hit the Well Walker a lot. In fact, you start Well Walker multi ball uh, right away. Then you realize you're playing Well Walker multi ball, which is a, not a high scoring multi ball. And you're going, oh, I just wish I kind of just played my normal path through the game of getting a mode started and, you know, getting my drops ready for Bloodbath and then bringing in Wellwalker. It's like just being Wellwalker on its own is kind of just disorients you where you are in the game, I think. But it's the obvious thing to do when you have that ball saver on for so long. It's just like, okay, take these three hits. Unless you're me and with my rule of knowledge, I'm like, Wellwalker multiball started. Cool. Multiball <laughs> equals good. Yay! Yay! Multiball! Because <laughs> I did that in one of them. I literally started Well Walker Multiball with the ball saver because I got to hit him so many times. Yay! Sorry. I always started playing on um, uh, Metallica. Like, see if you can get Grave Marker Multiball started before your ball saver expires. The answer is yes. Y- yes. You th- can. <laughs> I was trying that, especially since on that one, for whatever reason, whenever I hit the front target, it wanted to go. It wanted to drain big time, so it was it was good to actually have that ball saver. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ball savers. Ball savers. Bad. Maybe I should turn all mine off. Oh man, Dad would really get pissed if I did that. I should do that on Ghostbusters, and I'll hate it even more. It'll be even yep. more frustrating. That's a game where I would use the ball saver as much as I possibly could just to get started on the right track now. Although I haven't played the new code yet on Ghostbusters. It doesn't make any difference. You need the ball saver. Okay. You need the ball saver to get anything. I mean, you you hit anything and it just it just drains. It, the, the kickouts, the, just the pop-upers, all that. It's just... Ugh. Sorry. I put the new code on. I mean, there's some new call-outs, which is cool. But it's still it's still frustrating as hell, and and not stars like frustrating, like I don't want to play this anymore. Frustrating. Remember when you said you didn't want to open that uh, game out of the box until you knew it was a good game? <sighs> yeah. And I guess at some point you decided the curiosity got the best of you. you oh, to open actually, the game. I had to take it out of the box when I got it because it had a big puncture hole in the side. Right. And I had to confirm that uh, the puncture didn't <laughs> go through the game too. So, unfortunately, yes. Oh, well. Hey, I want a free game, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, have no, I have no regrets. I love winning free games. Yeah. Bruce, I, you should try it sometime. Yeah, I, you should try it, Bruce. It's, it's awesome. It's great. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> well, they're, they're out there now. Batman and uh, Aerosmith, $75. You can put, put your money in. Give it a I've try. Done it enough. I know I'm going to. Tax season's coming up. Can you put that in on your taxes as a donation? I think he has to. Yeah, the $75, but the problem is... The $75, not the, the game. Yeah, the, the game is well, the opposite. When he sells the game, when he sells the game, it's a, it's a capital gain. Right. <laughs> so if you keep not winning, 
So it's actually working better if you keep not winning, right? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that? Okay. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work like that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling uh, Ghostbusters is going to be making the, the, the trek upstairs. That's the that's the trek none of the games want to make. That means they're on their way out. Bye-bye, Ghostbusters. Bye-bye, piece of shit. When the game's in the living room... That's that's not good for the game. That means it's a, it's, it's a goner. Have you tried putting on the center post mod and the airball mod and the uh, I have okay. the plane mod and all well, the other mods? <laughs> yes, you need you need fucking five mods to get the thing to play decent. And that's ridiculous. Uh, I did. I put the the inlane guide airball jump over preventer, you know, for, for the inlanes. But I didn't put the center post part of it in because that's just like no. I shouldn't have to do that. That's insane. Yeah, you shouldn't. And and I don't really get that many drains that way. Although I do get them. Uh, and I put the airball protector you know, in front of the ramp, which really, it blocks some of it, but there's still an ungodly number of airballs. It's like, it has more airballs than Aerosmith will have. And that's designed to have balls go through the air. At the greatest of ease, some yes. silver ball hitting some other piece. <laughs> of plastic crack. Yes. There it yes. goes. So, games to like. No, nope, we're to talking about. No, no. Oh, freeze. Oh. Freeze. Stop. I, didn't get, I didn't get to talk about some news here. Oh, okay. What the fuck? So, well, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was the host. You're not. Okay. You've been, you didn't talk about it in the beginning. All right. Go for it. CPR actually released a limited amount of Centaur playfields and Fathom playfields yesterday from their mini boutique run. The Fathom sold out, but if you want a Centaur, there's a couple left. Centaur. Ron, you do want a Centaur, don't you? Not really. What? It's a good game, but it's not one I know. Oh my god. Sorry. Although I did have I already had one of their playfields, remember? I sold it. I know. I, mean, I, had, I one. had one of their original runs. Which is funny you mention that because Planetary Pinball, other than the AFM semi-announcement, uh, they started making some. Uh, I know they had some posts on RGP, some uh, new new products they're selling. We're well, not new, yes, but new like like flashback glass, you know, for mm-hmm. the original screens. You know, space shuttle back glass for the original screens for sale. That that kind of stuff they're actually coming out with. So that's that's nice to see. And guess who's also back? Pinball Inc. Even though they're not making ramps, they're... Making other plastic pieces. For anyone who doesn't know, Pinball Inc. back in the day were the ramp guys. If you wanted the ramps, you went to Pinball Inc. They were the main company that sold them all. The thing is, they sold that off to Star... Was it Starlight? Pinball or something like that? Yeah. But they really... They they haven't made any new ramps, I don't believe. No, they have not. The company they sold it to. Because I'm still waiting on my uh, World Cup soccer ramps. And you'll still be waiting forever. Uh, yeah, because they were supposedly in the queue, but then he sold the business, and I guess the queue was emptied. The biggest thing I noticed that he's making is the little men for the shadow. The, the little men? The little, mon- the little Mongol men. Little Mongol men. Yep. Where are they? They're on next to the uh, Perba ramps. Okay. Most machines don't have them because they got destroyed and taken out and everything like that. Now, at one point, about three years ago, somebody made a limited run of them, 
from uh, I guess he made it on his own, and they were selling like seventy five bucks. Well, now Pinball Inc's making them, and it's twenty nine ninety five. So an early I'd buy that from Bruce. That is an early I'd buy that because if you got a shadow, that's what you want. He's got other stuff up there, plastic pieces like you know the if you want a new uh, Doctor Who uh, phone booth. So if you want to buy a Centaur Playfield, probably a couple left. I you know I had mine for my Centaur, so I don't need that. But boy, I'd love to have gotten the Fathom. Or did I? Did you? Well, you already have like what? You had like five Centaur Playfields. I have four. Oh, I'm sorry, only four. God, that made me sound like I'm monopolizing something. No, no, you just needed help. That's all. And I got the help, and now look, I'm sell, sell, sell. So now we can go, game you like, game you hate. You're now allowed to. I allow the host to take back over. Okay. All right. (laughs) Hey, Tim. Hello. Got any games? Games to like, games to hate? Sorry, I just got distracted. I just found out I'm blocked by Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter. Why? (laughs) I don't know. I I searched. I've never tweeted to him. Maybe you've tweeted something that he didn't like. Go Ravens. I don't know. (laughs) Well, what's is 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 your Twitter handle, Tim? Yeah, handle Tim Balls also. Now that one's taken. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just uh, it's T sex underscore. Maybe the sex. Maybe he doesn't like. That's t- it. Maybe the T Rex sex. He doesn't like oh, yeah, T. Yeah. He, he doesn't like T sex. I was gonna say something, but I decided not to say it regarding. No, him. say it. You it's always just let it go. Come on, just this is the, this is the podcast that you say it. You say everything. It. The other classier ones, you don't. Yeah, it's not a good not. joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't know why he blocks me at all. But I have games I hate, and I have games I like. Well, all what right. do you want first? First, I'll do the game I hate. It's a game for people who like draining. That's right. It's Silverball Mania. Wow, he doesn't like Silverball Mania. You don't like hitting the horseshoe repeatedly? Well, let's break it down. We'll start at the top. You, you plunge the ball into the you know, three lanes. There's nothing to nudge up there either. There's those stupid lights that never go to the one you want. And if you don't hit the middle lane and get your uh, ball saver lit, uh, 50-50 chance you can survive. Then you have this weird pop-up area that like doesn't work. It doesn't hit the targets you need to hit. Then it goes through one of these weird off-angle spinners. Finally, it comes into play, which is going right to the outlands right away. And this is like, they said, oh, uh, what do we do about this game? Oh, I know. Let's just put this weird ball saver in all the time that just comes on every time you hit this horseshoe. So the rest of the game, you just spend hitting your horseshoe. When you're done doing that, you hit your horseshoe. Then you drain. Then the ball comes back. Then you hit your horseshoe. And you have to dial in that shot or else you just like spend the whole game missing the horseshoe and the ball automatically goes out the outlanes. When you finally spell Silverball Mania and get your bonus up to 5x, then finally the only thing left to do in that game is hit those spinners, which are at the wrong angle for the ball to hit them. The ball can't actually hit them well. So they spin maybe four times max, get you 4,000 points. Then go up into a weird pop-up area, which just pushes the ball back into the outlands again. And eventually just drain one time where your ball saver isn't lit, and that's how you lose your ball. It's a miserable experience from start to finish. It's a 
one of those weird rule ballies. I ballet, I think, kind of had a lot of games with weird rules, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they're cool, and then sometimes they make Silver Ball Mania. But the art having a, a girl, a guy screwing a pinball machine does not appeal to you. That's the best part of the game. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but man, I can't stand playing that game. Just like draining and then not draining all the time. I know what I'm picking against him. Pick it. Me too. Uh, but uh, if you do pick it, um, just if if the uh, if you like the operator of the arcade you're playing me at, and they have a silver ball media, and I start throwing it across the room because I can't get the ball to like hit the post that I need to to save it the right way or something, and it breaks. It's your fault. <laughs> I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get off of the hate. <laughs> Show me some love. Show me some love. Ah, I got a controversial pick, I think, for this one. Popeye. Game I like, or game I love, whichever it is. Yeah, game I love. Uh, Wizard of Oz. I like it. Jersey Jack Pinball, 2013. Um, I think this is, of the two released Jersey Jack Pinball games, this is definitely my favorite so far. Uh, it's just got really cool, like, game choreography. You need to have a lot of game sets. You need to have a lot of your role knowledge that Ron, uh, doesn't like unless he owns the game to know where you're at and what you can do. But there's just a situation you'll get into that in that game where it's like, okay, I'm in rescue multiball and I'm in crystal ball multiball and my lights are out and I'm in, uh, Emerald city multiball. And... I've got a ball in the upper play field now, but I don't know how many spins I need left, but I'm going to keep hitting it because it's also giving me triple play field now because when you have a ball in a different play field, it's triple play field. I can start Munchkin Madness modes and do all this stuff at the same time. So it's really got interesting multi-balls to it. A lot of stuff scores if you know where to get, where to bring things in and stuff. And I think it's a fun game to play. It's a hard game. It's a very deep game, too, because uh, there's a lot of really tough goals in there to get to the wizard mode. Somewhere over the rainbow, I've gotten six out of the eight in my best game of Wizard of Oz. I haven't gotten all eight. I like the game. I like the game a lot. So have you ever seen the movie, Tim? Uh, Well, yeah, everyone's seen the movie. I mean, it is well before my time, but I've I've seen... I don't know. I've definitely seen performances of Wizard of Oz, too. I don't think know where. I think high school, like, when I was a little kid, I saw, like, our local high school did Wizard of Oz. That was the first time I saw it. Then I saw the movie. Then I played the pinball machine. In that order. <laughs> I was just curious if you actually seen the movie. Have you seen the movie, Bruce? Uh, many, 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 many times. Many times. So, uh, let's see. I'll go first. Or, I mean, second. Wow. Yes, I'll go second. Game I like. I think this is one you picked at some point. But I'll pick it, too. That's uh, Black Rose. I always like Black Rose. I like the game. I've owned one, yes. I actually own two. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Once wasn't enough, I had to prove I didn't like it enough the second time. Yeah. Okay. Black Rose has one of my favorite music packages of all the 90s games, I think. I, li- I really like the uh, the custom-themed, the not-licensed-themed yep. games, because I think they did a really good job at Williams with the music. How many and video Black games Rose in it? 
three. There's three video modes. Yeah, there's the um, swim away from the shark. Yep. There's the uh, throw the knife, and yep. then there's the um, uh, the jump the yeah, ship. Jump the, jump on the ship. Yeah, on the yeah on the ship. Put the yeah. Yep. And also Polly. Don't forget Polly. Don't forget to kill Polly. Yes, kill Polly. Kill Polly. Very important to kill Polly. Game that uh, promotes um, <laughs> ornithological death. Did I say that right? Cool. Ornithology. I think I got that right. So yes, that, that I always like that game. It's got some nice, nice loop shots. You can like repeatable loop shots, which I always like those. Uh, game in this case, I say game I dislike, just because I, I've it's just never done anything for me. Batman Forever. Multi ball, multi ball, multi ball, multi ball, multi ball, multi ball. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Oh my god, we had to play it in league a couple weeks ago in Buffalo. My god. Just want to shoot myself in the cock. Just want to shoot myself in the cock. Just want to shoot myself <laughs> wow. in the cock. Wow. Oh, that's all it is. <laughs> Just never really did it for me. You know, I, I thought they had better. They had better is games. Is that the last white body for them? <laughs> or is that Baywatch? Uh, is Baywatch a white body? Yes. It is? Yes, it is. Okay. Baywatch, a much better game. Uh, much yeah. better game. I love Baywatch. Love Baywatch. So Bruce, you're singing the song. Bruce is singing the song for Batman Forever, which he seems to be annoyed by. Vance actually owned one years and years ago, and he thought it was the best game. So what he do? He would just he would actually start start button and then start working on something else when I was there. And just listen to the. And just listen to the dun dun dun, and you just after 20 minutes on a freaking, I just go over and flip it off, and about five minutes later, he'd flip back on and hit the start button. Oh, freaking annoying game. But, uh, I like black Rose. I mean, for, I want to talk about black Rose music more. They have that um, alternate version of drunken sailor, which is in four instead of three. And it's in a major key instead of a minor key. And it's a really cool version of that song. When you hit the sink ship shot, then it starts playing it. No, it's a great game. I like the game. I like the game a lot. That might be my favorite pinball music, actually ahead of black Knight. Black Black Knight or Black Knight 2000? 2000. Okay. Not to say, if your favorite meme is Black Knight, I don't even know if that costs. That's more like just background noise than a music. Yeah. Let's see, Batman. Where's Batman? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batguano. Okay, so uh, mine. Game I like. I got rid of it a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, so I can talk about it. Lame. Tim owns it too. World Poker Tour. Woohoo! Great fucking kick-ass game. Deep Rules by uh, Keith. By the Master of Flow, Steve Ritchie. Long shots. The longest shot in pinball, I would say. Actually, between Black Rose and World Poker Tour, the two longest shots in pinball. Yeah, that, um, what's it called? The Mystery Hole. Yep, the Mystery Hole in the back, and then if you go for, you know, for uh, Black Rose, the uh, cannonball shot. Yep. Oh, mystery holes and cannonballs. Oh, bye. I love them all. So, great game. I'm I'm going to miss it, but it went to Jeff Teolis, so uh, it's going to a good home. Game I hate. Wipeout. We talked about it last week. Uh, a little bit. 
Rip the curd, man. Rip the curd. Rip the curd. Come on. Oh, you don't... Fucking terrible fucking game. Oh, come on. You don't Shoot like the, the ski lift and then the thing no, going back and forth. You don't so like that? It's so long to ski lift. Yeah, the first and second time, it's great. You're playing it. You're going, come on. Go faster. Go fucking faster. Come on. Terrible game. Terrible rules. Terrible game. Welcome to Premiere. Have a nice day. Have you picked Rescue 911 yet? Yes, we did. We both did. Okay. I was just thinking. Uh, so the last, that is the last wide body by Stern and by Sega at the time, which was a Batman, Batman forever. And Batman. Dun, 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 dun. There's nothing on, I want to buy that. So I think if everyone has the chance, buy a freaking centaur playfield and set. <laughs> so Tim, what do you think of Bruce's hatred of Gottlieb system threes? You think it's unfounded? No. Nope. Totally Thank bad. you. <laughs> hey, uh, we have a vote count from last week's question. Oh, we do? We do have a vote count. And what was last week's question? You don't even remember? It was, um, I was telling people to defend something, or or what was I doing? To, to criticize something. Oh, criticize, oh, you know. yeah, yeah, your, your, your stupid game there that I had to play. High Roller Casino. High Roller Casino, yep. And the vote went, oh, now I'm going to ask Timmy before we go anything. Tim, what is your vote for High Roller Casino? Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun game. Uh, I just suffers from early stir and feel. Yeah. Besides it, that, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So now the Besides vote goes. Breaking. <laughs> the, yeah. The vote now is ahead. Now I win again. Two, one. <laughs> ahead now. Oh, thanks, oh, Tim. Wow. I didn't know that. Fail. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> I should have hemmed it hard and took a neutral position. Nope, you didn't. You you jumped on the bandwagon like everyone else should. It's a win for me again. Thank you, listeners, for not coming to my defense again. You have well, all one failed. listener did. Scott did. Scott went well, to defense. Keith Johnson's first game, I think. Uh, first full by himself game. He actually yeah. helped out on some Williams games, but that's his first solo game. And I also picked a Keith Johnson coded game as my game I love today. And you did too, so. Bunch of Keith Johnson elitists here. Yes, we are. He he's uh he's the type of programmer that drives a player like Ron Mad with his deep, deep, deep rule sets. Uh, I like uh, Lord of the Rings, but I probably like it. I probably like it more because of the shots than necessarily. Or I well I do like I do like destroy the ring, but that's as far as I get. All that other stuff. What is, what is all of it called? They're back, back again. Back Val- Valinor, or whatever the hell it's called. Valinor is hard. They're back is the best mode in that game. The music change. Everything. I'm so happy. Good. It is. It's a great. The music is good. I did watch the, uh, I watched the Keith Elwin video, so I got to see all of it. And I did. That's the thing that stuck out in my mind was the music for there and back again. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool music. Great game. Great freaking game. And leading now, so uh, Eric and Tim both jumped on the side of High Roller Casino. Good game. Woo-woo. Or okay game, as Eric said, but a good game. It was better than Scott saying it's good for parts. It's good for parts. He's right. Nope. You failed again. The listeners side with me. Why do listeners keep siding with Bruce? I don't <laughs> I understand it. And you- the co-host, yeah, I get, you get no respect, yeah. I get no respect, you know. I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, you know. 
So uh, we have another listener's email. We have more mail. We have mail from Australia again. Australia, mate. Oh, I was about to say, where's the accent? That's right. It's coming, mate. It's coming. Good day from Australia, good, mate. Good day. Another shrimp on the barbie. He That's even right. said it himself. That's right. Yeah, he said it himself. It's, it's pretty hard right there. I'm surprised he did that. Uh, hold on. Let me get out of that accent. Now, what game did you tell him to play, pick? Whitewater. Oh, yeah. The, um, yeah. The, he, the, he last last week would be a good game with deep rules to get that he wouldn't get tired of. And you brought up Whitewater. Great pick. Yeah. Well, he said post-1990, so I tried to pick something that was a little older. Yep. I told him to go Lord of the Rings. And guess what he bought? He bought a Lord of the Rings. The next day. <laughs> crazy, man. Crazy. People are listening to us, Ron. We're, we got them in the palm of our hands. They're buying games <laughs> for us. Oh. Yes, thanks for your advice on Lord of the Rings. I went out and bought one the next day. Picture attached. Now, his question of the week is, what is the hardest shot in pinball to get? Yeah, and this will be for all of us. I, I always like questions like this. I don't, it said, I don't mean to get once. I mean, if you want to consistently go for it. And he used it as, as an example, Tron's gem shot. Okay, I have one. And so do I. I have one. Okay. Tim, you can be last, so you have a little more time to think about it. He's trying to get himself unblocked from Ben Roethlisberger's Twitter. Ben, yeah. I love you! Stop! Please! <laughs> it's actually not... I looked it up. It's not his account. It's um his official website. Oh. So he doesn't even run the darn account. Of course he does. So that's even less exciting. I'm blocked by his web professional guy. Yep. His, <laughs> or his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> So what's, what's the contest? I, oh, what's, what's my favorite shot, Pinball? Let me think about it. The hardest shot. Hardest, hardest, shot, hardest shot. I will... Tim, oh, okay, go ahead, Ron, we'll, give Tim some, we'll t- give Tim a chance to uh, think one up. You guys might take mine, too, so I'm going to come up with some backups. Oh, you won't? I, I have mine. I have two, actually. The start multi-ball shot on Demo Man. I actually have three now. That's mine. Oh, and if I want a second one, I could also say the start multi-ball shot in World Cup soccer. Yes, that is a very hard one. The the final round, the the final draw shot. The final is draw one shot where you lock the ball on ball one and spend the next two rest of that ball, the next two balls trying to freaking get it started. Got three. One. We're going to Tim's hate game, Silver Bowl Mania. Getting it through that loop sometimes is a real pain in the ass. Agreed. Multipliers for the multiplier. And the ball save. Remember, it's everything. And it advances the letter. I know, it's the awesome. whole yes. game is that one shot. Yes. And and there are no other shots. Shot. <laughs> All right, sorry. Two, sorry. Indiana Jones mode start. A lot of them bounce right out. And three, the one I'm really going with, Toten, the genie shot. Not the genie itself. The little shot on the right-hand side of the genie that acts like a hit on the genie. There's a little stand-up target to the right of the genie. That is the hardest shot in pinball in my book. All right. I've got my hardest shot, which is... Well, I've got a few of them, of course. Um, The no-good-gophers hole-in-one shot, because... Oh, yes. I feel like I have to trick my brain into missing it to even come close to hitting it. Very true. 
and also it's just such a risk to take that shot to sometimes. And Ryan from Australia, that's actually one of the ones he, he mentioned. Okay. My other one is um, I'm Tron. Gem shot, I can hit that shot. No problem. All you got to do is shoot it from the lower right flipper. Makes the shot ten times easier, in my opinion. <laughs> bank shot. Yes, the shot I can't hit on Tron is, one, the shot through the pop bumpers. The right yeah, the right wing, orbit. The right, right orbit. And the end of the line scoop to finish the combo. Oh, I love that shot. That's my favorite shot in the game. I can never hit. I can oh, never find God. that shot. Actually, I've started getting it. The past two times I've played Tron, I started finding out how to hit that shot. But until a month ago, I was never able to just hit that shot on purpose. And that's a big point shot when you get a couple combos that's going. That's the whole in. game. It's the I whole know. game. <laughs> I know. So then uh, he also brings up and he says, since I mentioned Crocodile Hunter, he actually has the back class of Crocodile Hunter. Yes, that was actually going to be that was going to be a game back when uh, Wayne from Australia bought the rights to Bally, the Bally stuff, he was going to make a Crocodile Hunter game. He was also going to make mid- he was also going to make Medieval Madnesses too, and that never happened. Oh for two, oh for two, but he had the back glass. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh god, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that's it too. a long time ago. That's probably like ten years ago. So hi Ryan, you're our guest of the week again. You're our email of the week. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Now I want to play a pinball machine with a giant crocodile mech you have to, like, take out. You do. You can play Nip It anytime you want. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nip It. <laughs> there you go. Well, you got to find one of the earlier ones that has an actual crocodile head. Yes. Which I've never seen. No, neither have I. Only in pictures. Yep. Not in live. Only in pictures, not live. Not Memorex. Not Memorex. So do you have any, any eBay hits for... Uh... Zip. Zero nada. Zero nada. Uh, the uh, the Sinbad is still up, and so is the Sorcerer. Nobody bought on Nobody bid on them. The two S's. Go for it, people. Shit and shit. Go get them. Give them the uh, numbers one more time. Fuck me. What? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready for that. Typical preparation. Yep. Here we go. Sorcerer number 1422480198354. Still at twelve fifty, no bids. Thirty people watching. Uh, and Simbad, he relisted it, so now it's a new number. Ticket number two eight two three three six zero four seven six nine one. Still at five hundred dollars starting bid. Seven hundred fifty dollars. Buy it now. That's in California. See, good thing we had him. We ha- I had you do that because if they just said use the last episode, it wouldn't have been the same number. No, but it's still there. It's still there. You could have typed in uh, Sinbad. Silvers, any repairs? Nope, just sell, sell, wrapped. I, this weekend was, luckily, thanks to Dave Romanowski, we dropped off four games in Binghamton that got sold. So they're all delivered to their new homes. Uh, Eight Ball Deluxe went bye-bye. Future Spa went bye-bye. Skate Ball went bye-bye. And so did Taxi. Bye-bye. That night, after Jeff Teolis got second in the Off State Championship tournament, he came all the way back to my house, grabbed my World Poker Tour, and brought it up to Canada. 
Five games in one day is the most I've ever sold. So pretty impressive. I, I'm going for new records here. Let's go for new records. What have you do repairs? Yeah, I don't have any. Nah. Actually, I just continue to work on the. Uh... Actually, I did. I did. I did some troubleshooting on the firepower, or just ran it through a bunch of tests and submitted my findings to Scott. As he continues to work on the uh, the ROM for that guy. Um, also got some stuff just further along on the the Harlem. All the mechs are done except for the flippers. I'm doing those last. I started swapping out sockets. So my least favorite thing to do, soldering. I love doing sockets, actually. I, I like doing sockets. So- oh, I hate Dude, soldering. No, no, no. I no, no. I'd rather do the sockets on a Harlem because you have more room than on the 8-Ball Deluxe I had to do because there's such those crappy ones, the 555 ones, and they're so tight there. Ugh, it kills me. And uh, I also got my uh, lamp boards for the uh, big game whenever I start working on it. And the guy who's making those lamp boards, it looks like he got a- enough interest that he will be making boards for 9-Ball, um, hmm, which good. I will definitely be getting those because my 9-Ball... The boards are done. The, those light boards, they're done. Done. You'll have, to, you'll have to post a link of that for me, too. Did you buy one of those uh, new Bally boards or not yet? New ba- uh No, I did not. Okay. I did not either. I want to, but... The, the, Bally, the Bally Stern MPU board he's talking about there. We discussed last week. <sighs> that's one. That's one. I think that's, that's, a, that's a sign. Is it a sign? I think it's a sign to pay some bills. Well, maybe Tim has a rant before we pay the bills. Actually, rants would be good. You got any rants? Other than Silver Ball Mania is terrible? Nah, I'm, I'm coming up bone dry. Wow. Wow. Come on, anger is good. Anger equals ratings. Man, I love ratings. We love ratings. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I maybe... Well, I'm getting something. Okay. Hold on. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, well, okay, it's coming in, it's coming in. Uh, uh, the Big Lebowski is not going to be a good game unless they can figure out how to make it fun. <laughs> wow, that just came out of nowhere. Ooh. What is that? So you're saying it's not fun? Everything is playing like a child's toy where you kind of hit the button and you listen to the music play and you watch the video. But I just don't know what they want me to do with that game yet. Where do I go? What do I do? Do I just watch the modes or do I play them? <laughs> it doesn't seem worth it to play them. It seems, no, it doesn't not. seem worth it to watch them. I just don't get it yet. So no, it still hasn't done it for me yet. Yeah. Interesting. It plays okay. The rules is way behind what it should be. Did it? Did it at least play decent at the uh, pinball done quick? Like, did it actually work? It did, except there was something weird with the flippers, but I think it was just. Maybe it was just something in the settings or power, yeah. Um, I don't think they have an end-of-stroke switch, so they play a little bit like Robocop flippers in those like, early Data East games Dude, before I they put you. that in. Yeah. So like, it goes into low power earlier than it should, I think, but that could just be a timing issue or something in power. Who knows? But besides that, uh, like everything works on the game now. Uh, it just doesn't... I just don't understand what they want me to do in the game to play it. Like, yeah, there's bowling roads, but they don't really do much. And there's characters, 
and they kind of do something, but just for one multiball. And then there's like these car modes, and they're a lot of fun and they're really unique, but they don't do anything either. <laughs> they don't give you any points. And then there's a main multiball, and that was a little bit buggy actually. Ours kept starting in super jackpots instead of jackpots. All right, so if anyone from Dutch Pinball is listening, you need to tell Timmy what he needs to do. He is confused as to what he needs to do in the game. That's my question. It's how do you want me as a player to play this game? Because I think they want it to be a lot like Attack from Mars. It has those like six circles on the bottom to get to the yep. final Rule the Universe mode or whatever it is in that game. The thing with Attack from Mars, though, is all six of those goals are fun. And they're like, you know, you you don't have to stop what you're doing to work on one. Usually, like, if total annihilation's all you need lit, you don't go, ah, crap, I gotta do total annihilation. What a, you know, waste of time and shots. It's like, oh no, yeah, total annihilation. Yeah, that's a great multi ball. That could be a lot of points too. Oh yeah, the um, gotta get my next uh, city completed to get to Mars. Like, oh, that's a fun thing, too, because that could be worth a lot of points. Oh, I can bring a multiball into it and get more progress. I can get a super jackpot. They're all fun things. Big Lebowski, it's all grind things now. Like, oh, I got to play more bowling modes. I got to play more car modes. Mm-hmm. Got to get all my characters. Yada, yada, yada. For what? what? I don't know. I, I never saw the wizard mode, but I don't know if it's in there yet. They could definitely uh, make it better choreographed as a game. All the modes are very well choreographed on their own, but they don't tie into the rest of the game too well yet. Okay. So if anyone from Dutch Pinball is listening, and I'm sure you are, be sure to email <laughs> us at slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com, and we will forward it on to Tim. And we'll yeah. talk about it also. We'll talk about it on the show, about their response. So we're going to pay some bills? Pay some bills www.pinballlifter.com Come check out your pinball lifting needs, your tilting needs, your helper needs, your mod needs. We got all your needs. Come check us out. This week coming up is the one-year anniversary of Pinheads. Uh, and that is on the 26th in Syracuse from 4.30 to 8.30. Go to... Uh, Pinheads, Central New York Pinheads on Facebook to check out all the details. And uh, this is for this Thursday. And then also on the January 31st, there is uh, at Wizards Pinball, there's going to be another tournament coming up that night. It's the Three Strikes Tournament. So two tournaments coming up in Syracuse in the next uh, week. And through the grapevine is uh, Syracuse News Times is going to be doing a cover story about pinball on in Central New York. So... They're going to be going to these two events and hopefully you can get a lot of pinball players to come to Central New York. But uh, the 11th is, of course, the state championships, which Tim Balls himself is going to be back in Connecticut, right, Tim? Yep, that's correct. I will not have to face Bruce first round this year. (laughs) No, I'll be in the state, hopefully, possibly next state over in Massachusetts. We'll see. Uh, What other Uh, tournament is on March 4th? They are having all the turds of upstate New York going to be there from March 4th match play. Will we see Tim Texton there? At a uh, going all that way to play turds? <laughs> I don't know. How could I, how could I turn that down? See? Drive all that way to play hook? I mean, yeah, who would, <laughs> who would turn that down? 
Maybe it'll get out the circuit schedule. <laughs> That'll add it to the circuit schedule. Okay. I think so. That would be great. That would be interesting. That, at the stars so tournament. So, Tim, you are definitely in circuit finals, of course. Do you know what position you're in and who you'll be playing? Without Steve Bowden and with everyone else, I would be six seed. Wow. Very and impressive. Assuming everyone out of the top 41 besides Steve shows up, I'm playing Jim Belcito, Kevin Burrell, and Gene Wong first round. That's the tentative wow. matchup right now. Um, Jim's the 13th. Jim's the next seed below me. Kevin's below him. So I'm most likely playing Jim, and I'm least likely playing Gene in that group. Other things could change because of how when people drop down lower, it affects the bottom players more than the players closer to me. But I assume everyone who's sort of in the top 10 is pretty solid, or else they wouldn't have played that many circuit events. That's in April, right? Right before Papa, right? Yep, day before Papa. It'll be my first circuit finals. And it's in the new format where uh, there's two rounds of group play, and then it goes into ladder format. So I will have game pick for at least the first round. If I survive... And one of the players above me, the five players above me, is eliminated. I will also have game pick in the second round. So I'm in a good position. And you'll be on TV. I can't wait. Although there's a pretty strong group brewing with, like, Keith, Bowen, Adam Lefkoff, I think. Group three seems to be a tough one. Um. In tilt forums, they have a running thread about who it might be. Group three is, oh no, it's Bowen Cairns, Andre Masenkov, Jason Werdrick, and Adam Lefkoff right now. Mm, wow, that's not a fun group. No. Average IFPA rank in that group is 22. The easiest group by rank is Levy's group, where he only has to play Carl D'Angelo, uh, Carrie Wing, who won, I think, the uh, Bat City one. Mm-hmm. Or, and uh, Robert Byers, who's not a player I know. You mean Carl D'Angelo, the guy who just won Indisc? Right, yeah, him. And the guy who was second place in Pitt. Yeah, yep. yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, what else? So we'll definitely have Tim on for the post-circuit um, win celebration show. Yes, <laughs> of course we will. I take that belt be- from Keith. Yep, and he'll slam it on the ground and go, this is nothing! I'm ready for, for Papa! Yeah, how's it going to feel being an A now in Papa? Oh, well, it's a new format, too, so... I know, but I mean, you're stuck in A. And you're yeah. stuck in A. I, well, I really have a plan this year of just... Like, Fine. I don't have the experience of... No, <laughs> that's not my plan. The plan is to, um, you know, play enough classics entries to get in. And if I don't get in just to spend the rest of the day playing an A and see, you know, how close I could even get to the cut line at this point. Like if I think I, if I was more serious about being an A finalist and I thought I could really make it and I thought, you know, I deserve to be all the way up there, I would be playing a full time nonstop to get the best position I could. But I just don't have the experience of the A qualifying at Papa yet at all to know where I would stand there. I know if I go to a circuit event now, I can usually get a buy. 
I could probably, I could definitely make the cut line and probably get a buy if I um, play it right. You know, I was at ninth place at Flippers, Outer Banks, just missed it. But then at MAGFest, I was second this year pretty safely by the end. So it's like I know where I am in circuit events now. I know where I stand there. Pop is a whole nother level. I'm not sure yet. So it'll be this will be the year to get the experience, see where I am. It would be a treat if I made finals at all. Or, then, will, or will Tim just pass up Papa because he has no money no. and he needs to get a car? No, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Priorities. And they're good to see his priorities are in order. I see that very much. But my, my plans for the future, because I've got it kind of sketched out for a few years of where I want to be, is 2018. I absolutely want to be a, for Papa 21, I absolutely want to be a Papa finalist. I would be disappointed in myself to not make a division a year from now, a division finals. So that's my goal of setting. By finals, you mean top 24? 24. Okay. Yeah. Assuming they keep it all the same because they can change it again. And then Pittsburgh this year, I would like to uh, qualify for a finals by July, get my skill up to that level because I'll be restricted to a in that one as well. That's locked in because of beef last year. Yeah, I'd like to just do my usual. I would typically get the A division thing at Pinburg and then just tank the last couple rounds, so it wasn't even close. That's usually what I do. Or the first time I play in a group with like really good players, you know, get slaughtered. Although last year I, I at least won a game. I beat Kaylee in something. Yay. I think it was Sopranos, actually. The game that they bastardized because of him, where they removed the plunger entirely. Oh, he was complaining about that on the forums. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Damn validation crap tricks. It's also the programmer's fault, but... Go back then, they didn't really think about it. And the QA it. fault. I, I say go back to the old school. You hit one switch, balls in play. play. Very simple. None of this validation crap. Old school. You hit one switch... It's in play, man. <laughs> Hits one thing and drains too bad. It takes care of all that situation. Well, that, that might piss off newer players, so well, what are you going to do? All right. So that was episode 28. Diamonds are forever. What's our next one? Well, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. So it means I got to work next week? You got to work next week. Fuck. I got to find me a new guest. So thanks, everyone. This has been the Slam Till Podcast. We can be found on Facebook. Just search for us, the Slam Till Podcast. You can uh, look at our YouTube channel. Just search for Slam Till Podcast. I did post a uh, highlights video from the tournament, the uh, Upstate Championships from Saturday. I already have that up there. Thanks, Tim Balls, for coming. Well, thank you. I was getting to that. No, you weren't. Thank Ting Sexton for coming as I was getting to that, but since Bruce interrupted me, not realizing (laughs) his co-host duties, not host duties. I was afraid you were going to forget again. I don't forget things, Bob. Bruce, Bruce, I don't don't forget things. Sorry. Okay, Billy Joe, Bob Smith. Okay, um, Tim, Tim, I don't forget things at all. I don't forget things at all. But everyone, thanks for listening. Again, our email address, slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Please send emails telling Bruce he's wrong about everything and prove I'm right somehow. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Bruce. Goodbye, Matt Hess.